we've reached Cupcake Saturday for most of the SEC. Phil, uh, I about said film, don't lie, because it's me and you at night, Brent. But Brent Rollins, Dane Young, this is around the league from UGASports.com. Coach Donnan is traveling this week. Breda Pest Management brings you this show, as well as Connor Grading and Landscaping. We'll tell you more about them throughout the show. Not a cupcake for Georgia and Tennessee, though, Brent. Is the game of the week, Georgia 10-point favorite on the road in Neyland Stadium. You and I did a preview with Film Don't Lie earlier in the week. I'm just Overall, we've gotten midweek as we're recording this. Any other thoughts that have come to your brain as, as you've seen uh, what this matchup could be? One is the, the Vegas number is very interesting. I think the Vegas number is taking into account that Georgia's really only played the, like you pointed out in the video, they've only really played one true road game. Like Florida's not a road game, Vanderbilt, like these aren't, really true road games in an environment like like they're about to see against Tennessee. The biggest thing for me with this is can Tennessee pressure Carson back? Like if, if they can and, you know, force some errant throws, force three and out, something like that. Now it's at least interesting longer. Uh, Cause the other thing I was thinking about is if you had to bet likelihood that Joe Milton has a phenomenal game versus likelihood that Nico plays. Which side of that coin are you taking? It could be both, right? It could be a phenomenal quarter from Milton like we saw against Alabama, but then by the fourth, it's out of reach. And so mm, very true. It, it could be a little bit of both. But if you're asking me which is more likely, I'm I'm gonna go with Milton not having a great day, which what does that lead to? Yeah. So I mean it's can he sort of ball out and, and make that one. Can they get some turnovers? Can the environment become a thing? But I think the biggest thing for me with Georgia, in any game that they play, the remainder, I think they can come back. Like if they're down 14 in the third quarter, I fully believe they can come back because of the offense. But if they get the lead, then it's like, to me, it's boa constrictor with the way they played defense. And it plays now to the strength of their defense with the secondary. The Vegas line reminds me a little bit of last week, what we were saying with Alabama and Kentucky. And yeah, there, there's a lot of differences between a noon game at Kentucky and what's going to end up being kind of primetime mid-afternoon game at, at Tennessee. Different animals. Yes. But it was about a 10 or 11 point spread for Alabama against Kentucky. Yeah. And they covered that in about 10 minutes. <laughs> Still yeah. a trap game. Still like the like. I wonder if Kirby did, didn't save and say he put traps like mouse traps or something around the practice field. Did he say that? I, may, I don't know if I saw that or heard read that. I, I don't know where I. But <laughs> typical sort of motivational thing like that. You know that was a trap game for them, and much like this is for Georgia because of the, even the next two games. You, know, you are when you already know that you're playing in the SEC championship game, and Bama is that opponent. That's kind of you know interesting. We talk all season about what it's going to be. Well, in the end, it ended up being those two behemoths in the in the final game media wise if you're nostalgic this is the last regular season game that georgia will be on cbs yes in two weeks you'll get the cbs crew for the sec championship and that really is the swan song but after that full-on espn abc life for for the georgia bulldogs so i can't remember did they did espn get the the theme thing yeah cbs keeps it and it goes to Mm -hmm. the big 10 that just like it felt weird watching Brad and Gary do a Ohio State Indiana at the beginning yeah. of the season. I thought that was odd. Well, ESPN has said that they will have some SEC music that they're making. I hope it's not by like a 
contemporary country artists because yeah. that's had failures <laughs> in the past. Yes. Anywho, uh, one of the games on ESPN, Florida and Missouri. We've been hyping up Missouri on our channels for a few weeks now. 11 and a half point favorites at home against Florida, which I think is about the right line there. We've seen Graham Mertz be efficient. We've seen him make some plays, but overall, Brent, like I look at this Florida team and I'm like, they, they lost up to, to Arkansas. And, and down the stretch here, five and five, they're likely not going to a bowl game. They're going to be heavy underdogs in this game and then Florida State next week. Though I, I think the Florida State game could be very interesting. Like if you look at how Florida State has played recently, that's one that I'm very intrigued to watch just because of I think Florida can compete with them. Uh, but, yeah, this week I, I think Mizzou is on a mission. I, mean, I, you, I saw the video of Cody Schrader where he's talking about we didn't build this team off of chasing records. They were trying to get him the school record for all-purpose yards in a game, and he's like, "Nah, I'm okay. We didn't, we didn't build. We didn't. We're not doing it for that." And you could just there's a vibe with them that you can see. Now they could obviously stink it up this game, and, and I'd be completely wrong with that, but I, I don't think so. I think they're very much looking to say, "Hey, yes, we are a top ten team. We are an ascending type program, uh, and that they're going to play that way." I mean, you saw what they did to Tennessee. That's what they played that way against Tennessee. If they would have found a way to beat LSU and they were really close, they led that game for the majority of it. You're talking a team that would could be able to backdoor itself into the playoff in, in a chaos situation. I don't see that happening. Yeah, no. I definitely don't see it happening with two losses. But I'm just saying, it, it, we've seen they'd be on the fringe. They'd be on the fringe. one loss division team, especially if Georgia would have gone unbeaten, then they're right there on the edge of it. If some crazy things happen at the end, and like I like I don't think Washington's going undefeated the rest of the way. No. Oregon State, Washington State, Oregon again, and they're not even playing that well right now. They're getting through games, but they're not the same Washington we saw for the first month. So I, I do think that there is some turbulence, like you said, with with Florida State with Washington, like there are some mixtures that can happen here at the top, but I don't think it reaches down to Missouri level, which is no. a bit unfortunate because I think they're one of the best teams in the country right now. Like I think they'll be currently playing. I think they're one of the best four teams right now. They haven't been all year, but right now they're playing that way. Yes. And the, I think the ranking was very justified. Like anybody who <laughs> RJ young that, you know, didn't think that Missouri needed to be above Louisville or something like that. No, sorry. Watch the games. Yeah. Talents there, and Missouri's a scary team for anybody. Georgia wouldn't want to play them again. If this was 12 team no. playoff time and Georgia ended up on the same side of the bracket, they would not be looking forward to that. No, hard to beat a team twice, and Missouri has has a ton of talent. Curious if they can replicate it for next year. Let's quickly mention 7:30 on the SEC Network. Kentucky, a one and a point and a half favorite on the road at South Carolina. Um, South Carolina gets to be a home dog here, four and six. They need to beat Kentucky and Clemson next week to go bowling. That's a tall task because Clemson looks to be back on track too. What do you think about this game? I haven't seen much from Kentucky to be impressed by, although Leary's playing better. Yeah, I still think this feels like a game that South Carolina wins. This feels, I, I just looking at Kentucky's schedule, like Alabama, then this, and then next game against Louisville. I, I just have a vibe where they lose three in a row. And then now the Stoops hot seat gets very, very, it gets interesting at least a little bit. Cause that's going to lead into some of the discussion we're going to have. It'd be a six uh, at six that still make a bowl, but yeah. I, I just, where, where could it, could an administration look at it and be like, all right, we've kind of tapped out here. And is it, are we okay with that? Or are we not like, are we, are we okay with an occasional 10 win season or do we think we can be better? 
man, we'll talk about this in a minute. But if that yes, begins, that, to I'm, sniff I'm, it's, I'm previewing what we're going to talk about at the end. <laughs> if that begins to sniff itself out, there's a lot of Big Ten teams that are kind of in the coaching search right now that I think would be eager him. Yes. to bring in a Stoops, Michigan yes. State. But I do up. think South Carolina gets this one. Yeah, and, and I, it, it's hard to win in Columbia, and Spencer Rattler's still a good quarterback. They just can't protect him at yeah. all. And he's still playing, still playing, still playing his guts out. And I still think Kentucky has a decent defensive line. I, I'd probably lean Kentucky to get the win here, but, I mean, it's the softest of leans. I, I think that being a pick game is close to right, and that's what the spread pretty much tells you there. We are brought to you by Breda Pest Management, the official pest control of the Georgia Bulldogs. They protect Sanford Stadium. They can protect your home as well. Getting cold around these parts, that means the critters are looking for some places to crawl into and get warm as well. Don't let that be your home. Let Breda Pest Management get them out of there and check on your home as winter hits here in the south. One of the things I love about Breda Pest Management, you can't go to a high school around this area without seeing the support that they have for high school athletics. So they, they're big football fans at Breda Pest Management, high school level, UGA. They support us. Please support them. BredaPest.com. I mentioned it's Cupcake Weekend for the rest of the teams in the SEC. That's the case. I'm going to just quickly, Brent, run through this whole roster. Stop me if you have a line or a game. I know this first one you want to... Auburn hosts New Mexico State. Auburn's a 24-point favorite at home. That's 4 o'clock on the SEC Network. It's at least interesting. (laughs) I mean, they've won five, I think, five in a row. Maybe is, is what it is that they've won in a row. So like New Mexico State is actually rolling a little bit, uh, but eight that's an eight, eight win season for that program. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six in a row that they've won. Uh, so you know, that's at least interesting. But I think I'm I'm very curious to like, anything with Alabama for me right now. While I'm going to start watching and preparing for the SEC championship game, I want to see them play Auburn because I, I think at Auburn like that that environment. Could be sneaky. That, like, I, I think it's now they could blow their socks off and you know be rolling and Auburn's playing better. And you know, the get Herb Street and all talking about them being, you know, jumping Texas, even though Texas beat them, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, but you know, who knows? I'm, I'm curious. But Auburn's got to get through this first. I think they do. Uh, and I think that, you know, but well, it's look, at they- least it's at least it's at least not a fifty to nothing kind of game. The intrigue in that Iron Bowl is that historically that's a tough thing for Alabama to go into Jordan-Hare, regardless of the status of that Auburn team to win. Yeah. And then historically, Alabama struggles with Hugh Freeze. So now you combine those two forces together, right. and what happens? We'll see. And Auburn's happens. obviously playing better and starting to ascend a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Auburn, you look at this and you're like, they have. if they were to get that upset, they'd be 8-4. and four. And I don't think anyone would have thought that early in the season based on the trajectory. Now, no. I think seven and five is much more likely, but eight and four is potentially on the table. Leading up to the Iron Bowl, Alabama gets Chattanooga with the SEC Network Plus treatment. So get your. I think the rest of them are, are SEC Network Plus, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, is there one that's actually good? Is LSU yeah. Georgia State getting the actual. Yeah, we, TV we got an ESPNU. We, we got an ESPN2. Okay. Well, uh, the, the mocks are going to go zero and two in the state of Alabama. They actually lost to North Alabama earlier in the season. Uh, they don't have a point spread on that game, as far as I can tell. They do they have one for Ole Miss and UL Monroe. You're a sick person if you bet this game. Ole yes. Miss thirty seven and a half or thirty seven point favorites at home. That's a noon kick on the SEC Network. Mississippi State I bet they cover that by the way. 
You you're a sick human if you put if they, money on no, it. I'm not I'm not going to do that, but I, I would bet they cover it. <laughs> if you advise anyone else to do it, you're yeah. enabling sick humans. Mississippi State without a head coach right now, which we'll discuss uh, after our next break here. Gets Southern Miss at home, 14 point favorites for Mississippi State. That'd be to get to five wins, and then they need just some kind of magic in the egg bowl to get bowl eligible. Yeah, Don't see happening. it happening for them. Same story for Texas A&M. Interim coach against Abilene Christian. And that is a 12 noon kick on ESPN plus SEC Network plus. They're going to win that game. They'll get to seven wins with a chance at eight next week against LSU. Don't like their chances with that. But a quarterback change. So if you're interested in future yeah. A&M, that may be something to watch because Max Johnson didn't really play last week. Uh, Florida Internationals at Arkansas, and Arkansas trying to get to four wins, 29.5-point favorites. That one is on ESPNU, so if you want a little okay. FIU Arkansas action, you can get that 7.30 on ESPNU. And I think a sneaky one. I was a bit surprised that LSU is a 31-point favorite at home against Georgia State. I get they're much better. They're going to win this game. Georgia State's played some pretty good football in spurts this year. Now in spurts. I say they've three games in a row they've given up over forty points. Yeah, I know, and and they went down to Statesboro and got walloped. But yes. early in the season they were playing some good ball. So I just I think the question there is can Jaden Daniels get anywhere near the historic performance that he had uh, last weekend against Florida because well, that was question, unreal. The question in this game is does he want the Heisman because he can pad the numbers and he's the favorite right now in my eyes yes if they give it to the best player yeah he's been well, the best player if they did that it'd probably go to marvin harrison or brock bowers but numbers have to yeah. go along with that as well yes they do that's cupcake week in the sec and uh i need to give our friends over at connor grading and landscaping some love here brent when's the last time you had them out at your property to check things out because i, I know Early on, you had them out to get some stuff set up for you. It's actually been a while because I've been so busy just in general uh, that I haven't really done a lot of external things. It's mainly just been day job and football, but I need to have them out. That's so it's sure. about time. Yes. It's about time to get kind of grading and landscaping out there. I think this is a great time to do it just because, you know, you don't have to worry about the status of your grass being like super green right now. They can get things set up for when springtime comes around. You're ready to roll. It's just easier to move some some dead shrubbery leaves, things that aren't blooming as much right now. And if you have bigger projects, I think that they'd like to get their big equipment out there. Uh, the machinery and the, the heavy equipment is what they call it on their website. And just show you what they can do. Have some ideas for you. Uh, the pros at Connor grading and landscaping, Mike Connor and his team. Uh, big Georgia fans, if I'm right, Brent. Yeah. Yes, talk very much so. Very yeah. much so. Um, they're awesome. They've been supporting us for, gosh, what? That's our third year now. So, fourth. fourth? I think, well, third. I think you're right. Third. Mm. I can't back, remember. Back to back to back, huh? Okay. I mean, it seems, it seems to work, right? ConnorGrading.com is where you can learn more about Connor grading and landscaping. So we would be remiss if we didn't discuss some head coach action because as we sit here, there are two programs in the SEC that do not have head coaches because Texas A&M and Mississippi State played each other. A&M won the game handedly, and after it, both teams fired their coaches. Jimbo Fisher, out of a job, into $75 million. That sounds fun. Uh, not as much for Zach Arnett that he is out of a job as, as the head coach of Mississippi State. Either of those surprise you? Jimbo, a little bit just because of the money part of it. 
but it had to happen. Now I will say if he like happens to be going to bed right now and gets a really good night's sleep, I saw a number that he'd be making like $8,600 while asleep, something of that nature. Uh, and just the, the amount of money, I, I can't imagine being paid that much in, to do anything, let alone not to do something. Uh, but it had to happen. Like it just, it did. And, and as much as I you, you hate to see that, they weren't going anywhere. If he takes a job coaching football next year, he's a lunatic, is what I, I would. Saying. Yes. And I actually think there's a chance that happens because I've seen, I mean, Gus Malzahn's still coaching ball and he Rich, had the high Rich Ross at Jacksonville State. Like these guys, they're like, my dad's in his 45th year coaching high school football. Yeah. Like, they'd love it. They just, that's what they do. Mandy Diaz got a good paycheck from Florida or from Miami and decided to go up to Penn State and be DC. <laughs> it's, so, it's, I, I I wouldn't be shocked, but like Coach O said, which <laughs> which door? <laughs> no, he's doing the robot. When you want me to leave? Which door you want me to go out? <laughs> uh, so let let's do this, and, and I'll pull up the the standings if we want to go team by team here. Of what do we foresee in terms of other SEC teams potentially with coaches, and then after that. I'd love to hear maybe some names that you have in mind that you think could be fits here. Um, some of these are very simple. Georgia, stable forever. Even if someone threw a bag at Kirby Smart, it doesn't matter. Georgia will match it. I think the only he's either not coaching or he's coaching Georgia for yes. eternity almost. Yeah. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. I suppose someone could offer something big to him, but it doesn't. He doesn't seem like one that would be top of well, mind for a He feels very safe, very like – ascending and I've built this and this is where I am kind of thing. He's in Josh, my safe category. Josh Heupel at Tennessee, not in trouble at all, but needs to pick it up next year. Uh, I mean, next year he'll have his quarterback, like truly have his quarterback. And I think, but he's also in my safe category. Um, I'm going to skip over to the West here for a moment, just for safe ones. Uh, Nick Saban is, is the goat. So, but if he retired, he bought that house in Florida. I if they go, you know, if they happen to be going to run and go out on top, and he goes out on top, and they win the whole thing, if that happens, could he, could he say, you know, peace out? If that happens, like, go ahead. Conspiracy Dane would say that's why Dan Lanning said he wasn't taking the A and M job. Yeah, very true. I wasn't taking A and M. I was on the way for Alabama, right? Because I think I think he's a great sort of natural successor there uh, when that eventually happens. But I, like, like I said, with Jimbo and others that. These guys just coach. That's what they do, and it's who they are almost. So I, I could see him being around another five years. Brian Kelly, very stable at LSU. Though, interestingly enough, they've lost seven games in the last two years. Georgia's lost eight games in the last six years. Yeah, but when he got there, they had like 30 non-scholarship players. So I think he gets a leash. Oh, I yeah. understand what you're saying. And the quarterback development with Daniels. He was nowhere yes. near as good. I agree. So there's, there's, oh, I'm not saying he's in trouble, but it's just you th think about, hey, they were in the SEC championship game last year. Yeah. They returned all a lot of guys and seven losses in two years. Lost to Florida State, lost to Missouri. Um, or no, they beat Missouri. Um, lost to Bama. Yes. I get it. Um, it, Auburn, Hugh Freeze, safe there, safe. first year. Um, yes. And actually showed a lot of progress, in my opinion. Um, That's my six in the safe category. And, and I put Lane 
Right. There's seven as the because Lane's safe unless he gets poached. Yes. I, and I, I don't think he's going to. I know I wouldn't if I were a 80. I also him. think it's just a fit at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so, like, be the renegade transfer portal guy, do that forever. Uh, you know, I, and in some ways, I think he's done pretty well there. Like, yeah. they have a path to 10 wins this year. Mm-hmm. Should really get 10 wins. Now, you can say they're still way far away from competing for big, big things. Right. But, I mean, they've beaten AM three years in a row with a, a roster that's not as talented. It's one where, like you said, with the portal. Does he get one year where it just all clicks and you maybe get a few from a like line of scrimmage type deal and, and you get a little better on the line of scrimmage in the portal and maybe you hit on a recruit or two in, in that realm and you and you have that sort of synergistic year. But outside of that, you're eight to ten wins. And I still don't know that he's hit on a quarterback that's like special. And when Lane Kiffin does get a special quarterback, there's some things that can happen there. Dart's fine. Good player. And like I said in film, don't lie, I would argue that his offense prevents special. Yeah. Let's get to uh, other ones here. Kentucky will go there. Mark Stoops, we started that conversation. You you think that could turn up a little bit? Because he's been a guy that you had to be worried about other teams poaching him more than him getting fired. You lose three in a row and you get absolutely dunked on like you did against Georgia and Alabama, where it just shows how far you are from truly competing. I, that's an administration. It's not like they don't have money. <laughs> look what they paid the basketball coach. Like they got plenty of money, and they can say, "Look, sorry, you know, we, we're we're we think we can be a little bit better and take a step up potentially, or you know, you're just good and you status quo stays." But he's one that could get interesting with the to me with three straight losses, six and six finish, that kind of thing. The thing about Kentucky is you look at it and you say they're kind of a casualty of last year, Tennessee getting better, this year, Missouri getting better, and mm-hmm. Kentucky not being able to hang with that. Right. If Florida turns it back around, well, South and, Carolina gets something together, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're back to old Kentucky. And all these coaches that are potentially playing the portal game consistently, computer lights went out, so darkened a little bit there. Yeah. Um, the you know When you consistently play the portal game, you're going to have a season where you it's good and you get a Levis and you get to nine, 10 wins, something like that. And then you're going to have others where you just miss and inconsistency is going to be there. Worrisome thing is they had a better offensive line like three years ago. And that, and that was his calling card. Yeah. Good so, running back. Good offensive line. Really not put him in the safe category, by the way. You did. Okay. I did not. I, I agree with that. No, I did not. You did not. No. Okay. I, I think he's straddling. I think it's a lifetime achievement award to buy him a year. Do the same thing next year. I think you're on the hot seat. Yes. Billy Napier, Florida. Tough call, right? I mean, in the last 10 years, I think they've had six winning seasons and four losing seasons in the last 10 years. And this could be two in a row. That's just... Now he's, you know, as of right now, at least getting a QB that from a recruit standpoint, five-star QB, the Lagway kid, uh, if that stays and he comes, okay, you get your quarterback, let's let's go. I, I don't think they're going to make a change, just, but it's one where you definitely have to 
have that conversation. Now, if Florida State embarrasses them in that final game. See, that's the issue is that little small incremental improvements. And then you're seeing it in recruiting with them compared yeah. to what had been in late Dan Mullen years. Right. It's just not going to be enough when the when the measuring stick is Georgia and what Florida State's doing. And that's that's a hard spot for a coach to be in. It's the Kirby factor. I mean, it really is, unfortunately. Which, well, unfortunately for them. Yes. For the people that watch us. For the people watch for the people watch Georgia. They're 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 pretty they're pretty pleased. I said preseason. I thought this would be the last time that a Kirby Smart coach team faced off against a Shane Beamer coach team because they don't play next year. So it would be two more seasons that Beamer would need. A lot of people in the dogmen said that was crazy. You look at South Carolina right now, four and six, two and five in in the conference. Yeah, I, I maybe not this year, but Beamer it's got to heat up a little bit. I think you're going to be right that he will not be the coach when they play in 2025. After I, next year, I, I think he's done so. I, because again, he's when you have to consistently go to the portal or like, look what we said before the season. They had a run like they haven't had in who knows how long, and I can't even remember how long. And three of their four best players left. Yeah, they can transfer it elsewhere. Four of the five, really. So that's not good. Yeah, I agree. I think you're gonna be right. Clark Lee at Vandy, nothing to really – I mean, last year they at least had a couple wins late that made you feel better about the direction. None of that this year. No, and that's one where it's – it's at what point does an athletic director look at it and be like, all right, this is not getting fixed ever or at any point. I mean, Vanderbilt obviously has reasonable expectations, and they're going to say, all right, you played your games in a you know hard hat zone this year, so it wasn't the greatest. But – you usually want to see improvement in year two, not 10 straight losses. And the final team, we'll get to talk about AM and State with their coaching searches, but Sam Pittman at Arkansas sitting at three and seven. Also, I think it's that's one where like look at what they're going to be competing against. Like with, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in into the SEC. Like it's just a gauntlet. Yeah. And and that's what's amazing what's amazing about all this is you could be a really good coach and still live in the 500 world, much like Mark Stoops. I mean, very solid coach but and build a program, but still living in the 500 world if you don't get it right, especially in this in today's college football world. If Jimbo just really wanted to coach, could that be a spot? I wouldn't think they would go there. I, I would think they would try to go young. Yeah. after Because – Pittman was on, on the older side. They went there. I think they would try to go sort of the young, up-and-coming offensive guy. If this is the end for Sam Pittman, we should at least say better tenure than the one before. Oh, gosh, yes. Because Chad Morris was a dumpster fire. And they've and been, so. been so close. Yeah. You think about how many coin flip games they've had where they could be feeling really good about where they are. And maybe that's what keeps them around is that it's just, hey, you're so close. Let's let's figure out a way to get above, get get over the hump. You mentioned the two teams coming in. I think we're both confident that Sarkeesian and Venables are the coaches of, of Oklahoma and Texas next season. At least the next two seasons, I would say, at least. Yeah. And Sorry. I suppose there are certain programs that maybe could poach a Venables, but, man, it'd be the top of the top of the top of the top. It's very unlikely. Yeah, That's I don't see that happening. So that leads us down the road of – unless you want to play potential – yeah, before coaches are fired, it's tough to pick the replacements because, like, Arkansas could hang out with 
Pittman for another year. It's possible. Same with, you know, Florida and Napier. Like, definitely possible. Independent of that, let's just look, let's look at some names out of this list. So you got Jamie Chadwell at Liberty, Trailer at UTSA, uh, Texas San Antonio, Willie Fritz at Tulane, uh, Lance Lee Polder, Kansas, Prime, Coach Prime. Yeah. Elko at Duke. Yeah. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. I think very underrated guy. Uh, the guy at Sumrall at Troy, Troy, who's rolling with Troy. And then the other name I put on this list is Glenn Schumann. Yeah. Because like, someone's going to call. He's going to interview, whether he wants it, whether what what does he want, who knows? He might not. He At might minimum, love Georgia. Pay raises, yeah. Yeah, he might just love jacking up his pay at Georgia and taking the interviews. Fine. Who knows what he wants? But he's going to get the calls. Yeah. You don't do what he's done at his age and have that youthful energy and not. Like, who who do you want out of that group? Like, who do you feel like, all right, can come into the SEC and do things? I think Glenn Schumann's going to be a phenomenal head coach. I think it definitely goes in the mold of what Dan Lanning has been doing at, at Oregon. There's some similarities there and some differences too, but he's, he's trained very well. And so one of the things, the smartest things that Kirby Smart has done is getting Mike Bobo and Will Muschamp in those roles, knowing that your coaching staff will get poached, especially with the younger guys that are yeah. going to be climbing the ladders. Having the financially stable dudes of Muschamp and Bobo who've already done those grinds, maybe not wanting to do that just so quickly again. Like Orton at all, potentially. Yes. And look, Nick Saban did the same thing with Kevin Steele this year, and it worked out like no one's going to be calling Kevin Steele to be their head coach. No. Some Auburn fans tried to do that a few years ago. Didn't work out for them. No. Um, but, yeah, like that was a smart thing that Kirby did to have some veteran leadership on that staff, and just having former head coaches tends to make the current head coach's job easier. Glenn Schumann will be a head coach somewhere. I've had Del McGee tell me before that he desires to be a head coach somewhere. If that happens, I'm not sure. I'm sure Todd Hartley is going to get some calls too for certain roles, and maybe he has to take a jump up as an OC somewhere, a play caller before he gets there. I, whatever it looks like, I think Schumann would be the best of that list in terms of other veteran guys. I think Willie Fritz is a phenomenal coach, but it's a little on the older side. Right. And so you don't see that as and being super transitional for your program. And you think about the, just the dilemma for that. Like if you are a Arkansas, for example, or even, uh, you know, at Miss, at where Miss State is sitting right now, because they obviously don't have a coach. Like, do you want to hire someone like Chadwell, who's resurrected and you know dominated at Coastal Carolina, took over Liberty from Freeze, and has just kept it rolling, and has shown head coach ability? Or do you want to hire the assistant from the powerhouse, who's seen what the elite of the elite looks like, yeah. and has, has done, and and can because there's a there's a a way of business I think with recruiting that comes along with existing and being in one of those, those type programs that maybe you don't necessarily like, you know, it, but you doing it is completely different thing, but Elko from Duke, like that guy can coach his tail off. And I think would be a great hire for one of these type of teams uh, that we're talking about. Well, the market is going to dictate some of this because Texas A&M in just terms of resources, but also just prestige. There are some of these guys you just mentioned that aren't going to Mississippi state that would listen to Texas A&M. Right. I think Glenn Schumann is one of those. I don't think Correct. Mississippi State can get a Glenn Schumann. 
I don't think Mississippi State would get a Willie Fritz. No. John Summerall, yeah, he'd go Mississippi State. And that's what's like. I think that's what's interesting about someone who takes those jobs and whatnot. Is it how do you like? Because you know your sort of your ability to compete is already hamstrung in a way. The other because thing that I think where you are. Do you think State calls Dan Mullen for to see if he wants to re up that? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll call. At least say, I'm happy on the lake. Thank you. And I think I saw he did an interview where he's like, ah, I think I'm okay for now. But, you know, even like Dion, like Dion's not taking Mississippi State. No, there's no, like, or he's not going to Arkansas. Like, he's, he, to me, there's only one job that if it came up and he would even think about considering, and that's Florida. Yeah. I don't even know that he would go to AM. I think he'd go to Florida in a heartbeat because then he could. Stick to, I mean, the way he's talking about Florida State and things like that. But, you know, it's just – it's a fascinating look because – also because success is going to change next year. What defining success changes next year. Yeah. If you're one of the 12, hey, I made the playoff. You might have no shot to actually win the title. But, you know, making the playoff, like, okay. Well, and, you know, you look at standings this year. Let's say Tennessee finishes the SEC – have uh, one more SEC. Who do they play? They play Vandy. They'll get a win there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's say Tennessee finishes four and four in the league, lost to Georgia and then Vandy. Right now, that says, huh, third in the East. Not a terrible year. Next year, that becomes seventh in the conference. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, you're in the top half. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, you're like, that wasn't a very successful season. And that includes probably an extra loss against Texas or an Oklahoma, whichever one they would play. So, yeah, next year it all changes. And I think you're going to see coaches probably getting fired at a stronger rate. Um, and it's already been pretty frequent. I think I think this year is going to be big. Like, I, th- I don't – I think teams are going to look at that and say, hey, we to compete at the highest level, if that's their goal. That's the other part is self-evaluation, self-awareness as a program, what is your goal? Because obviously Georgia's goal is a little different than, than Mississippi State's, I think. Yet another reason we need promotion and relegation so teams won't tank hard enough. Like in Arkansas, I mean, well, Vandy would get relegated. Arkansas probably wouldn't fire Pittman just because they're so close to winning some of those games, you probably don't get relegated as long as Mississippi State or Vandy are around. But Mississippi State's our job. And I think they need to do like they did with Mike Leach and hire the unconventional thing, be a little different, whatever form that looks like. You can't just go hire a traditional coach. I think Chadwell actually fits that mold a little bit because his offense is a little unique. uh, Yeah. And he's, he's done it in unique places. Yeah. I think that could work. All right. So we got, by the way, we got two that are open. How many more you think come open? I agree. Arkansas is likely going to make this move. That'd be three. There's going to be one more that I'm not expecting. So I'm, I'm going to say four. Yeah. And I think that would be my number two. And I would it coin flip between Kentucky and South Carolina to me. I would say it's one of the one of the three of Florida, South Carolina, Vandy. Yeah, Vandy could it just be when you lose ten in a row? Yeah. That's not really how you want to go into your actually new stadium when it's done. Right. And that's the only, if they you need want to go into that with new energy. And look, Clark Lee's been good to them. He's mm-hmm. the 
he's their alum and maybe they want to rally around him more. I can just see that going the other direction. One of those three will make a move. I don't know which one. It's I, South Carolina seems unlikely. Yeah. If Clemson blows them out, maybe. But we'll see. I mean, they had so much positive. Momentum. I like the four number. Two more. I like two more. I think that's the number. Three and a half or four and a half, the over-under? Probably three and a half over-under. Three and a half. Yeah. I'll take the over on that. I will take the over as well. And that's probably the new standard for the SEC going forward. Yeah, but, I mean, it's NFL 2.0 or smaller version of it. Hey, we appreciate you all watching Around the League, head coaching edition. <laughs> kind of an all-season style. Connor Grading and Landscape and ConnorGrading.com. Breda Pest Management, BredaPest.com. Thanks for their support. Please support them because they support us. And we'll see you all next time.